I really feel that Allah subhanahu has chosen to showcase the people of Gaza and the level of their iman to show us where they are and where we are. We're also seeing, subhanAllah, a multitude of people wanting for the first time to read the Quran or find out about Al-Islam. I've been reading the Quran and I have a lot to say, especially because I grew up as an evangelical Christian. Now, did I expect for me to read the Quran and it resonate with my the core beliefs and values I already have. I didn't know any of this stuff. Like, I, the propaganda runs deep, but I don't think I've ever understood anything as much as I've understood the Quran. I'm no longer a Christian reading Quran. I am now a Muslim reading Quran. Alhamdulillah, I am Muslim today. So I'm taking my Shahada today. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh Om Jamal. It's such a pleasure to have you with us in the studio. And today we are going to be addressing the situation in Gaza. It's been almost 40 days since the war in Gaza and the state of the Muslims undoubtedly is a state of heartbreak. But what is our perspective towards the situation? Is it a matter of viewing it as a trial? Look, definitely what we've been going through is, is absolutely one of the most painful and difficult times in our modern history, I can say, from, from what we're witnessing. And what I'm finding is so many people are struggling with what they're seeing. They're, they're struggling to make sense of what's happening. And so one of the things that's really become apparent for me to a level I've never realized is the importance of having that very strong Islamic foundation and having a strong understanding of your aqidah as a Muslim, your Islamic belief. And that's the difference between a lot of us in the West, where we've actually become very very distant from the roots of our deen and our brothers and sisters in Gaza who've got that foundation and that's what's making them so resilient and people are just shocked with their level of resilience but where's it coming from it's coming from the strength of their iman their connection to Allah which a lot of us have lost so yes this is a massive trial but we also have to understand that even though this is extremely traumatic and tragic Ultimately, this is all still happening and it's part of the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa in why Allah has allowed for this to occur. Now, one of the things we can see that's happening to a lot of people is the awakening of the hearts of the ummah. Look at most of us in the West. We've become so detached from our religion. We've grown so far away from Allah subhanahu wa And this is actually awakening the hearts and making them realize that without that strong connection to Allah subhanahu wa you're going to feel so vulnerable and weak and you're not going to be able to understand what's going on. We're also seeing, subhanAllah, a multitude of people wanting for the first time to read the Quran or find out about Al-Islam. So it, as much as this is extremely painful to go through, we have to also put our trust in Allah that there is a huge wisdom in why Allah has allowed for this tragedy to take place. And also remember as well that, subhanAllah, Allah only tests those whom he loves, right? And I personally believe that the reason Allah in particular has chosen the Ahlul Gaza, like the people of Gaza, to test them in such a way is Allah knew the level of their iman, the level of their faith, and he wanted to showcase that to the world, right? I really feel that Allah subhanahu wa has chosen to showcase the, the people of Gaza and the level of their iman to show us 
where they are and where we are. And I mean, we read all these stories of believers of the past and the strength of their Iman, right? But it's very different when you see it in action. There's a difference in the effect it has on you when something is just ilm al-yaqeen, which is just by knowledge, and ayn al-yaqeen. Seeing it with your eyes is very different than just hearing about it. And it truly is a test, subhanAllah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen the ummah and grant victory to the people of Gaza. And it's a testament as well to our aqidah, knowing that we fully accept Allah SWT wisdom in his actions. And one thing that comes to mind is for those who are burying their children, tending to their wounded, or even just trying to explain to their children, why is this happening? What comfort can we give to these individuals and the ummah at large from the Quran and the Sunnah? What I advise everybody right now, this is a time for us to be really turning back to the Quran. The Quran is your healing in these times, all right? Your Quran is your ultimate healing. You'll find so many ayat in the Quran reminding us that trials are something to be expected and it's normal as a believer to be trialed. I can say to you that all, that when you go back to the Quran, you're going to find verse after verse comforting you. Like I was just going through Taha yesterday with my class, for an example, right? We came to the ayah in Taha where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَاصْبِرْ عَلَى مَا يَقُولُونَ وَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ قَبَلَ طُلُوعِ الشَّمْسِ وَقَبَلَ غُرُوبِهَا وَمِنْ آنَاءِ اللَّيْلِ فَسَبِّحْ وَأَطْرَافَ النَّهَارِ لَعَلَّكَ تَرْضَى So Allah ta'ala in this verse he tells us, be patient upon what you're hearing from what they say. Be patient upon what you're hearing from what they say. He gives us a methodology to follow in order to keep ourselves steadfast and strong in this time when you're hearing and seeing a lot of things that's causing you a lot of pain. He says, وَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ Now do a lot of tasbih. In times of hardship, you need to do a lot of extra tasbih. Right? A lot of extra saying, subhanAllah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. This is something that will strengthen you. Dhikr of Allah is something that will strengthen you, right? Right? Now here, especially Allah subhanahu is referring to the prayers, the fad prayers, right? Your fajr prayer, praying your fajr prayer on time and remembering Allah subhanahu ta'ala in your prayer and outside the prayer. And then the Asr prayer and remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, doing adhkar al-masat and, you know, the, the, the remembrances of the morning and the evening. وَمِنْ آنَاءِ اللَّيْلِ فَسَبِّحْ وَأَطْرَافَ النَّهَارِ لَعَلَّكَ تَرْضَى So now, he, subhanAllah, Allah tells us, wake up for tahajjud. Wake up and pray to your Lord in the night, especially when you're feeling very vulnerable and weak. This is a time to wake up in the night and, you know, call upon Allah, cry to Allah, let out all that pain in your dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? This is going to strengthen you so much more. And in the next part of the ayah, Allah ta'ala says, فَسَبِّحْ وَأَطْرَافَ النَّهَارِ لَعَلَّكَ تَرْضَى And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us about, you know, the prayers at the ends of the day, you know, so that even the prayer, for example, Alishat prayer, Maghrib prayer, what this ayah is showing us is, when, you know, the most important thing to be ground and be firm and be strong in your deen is you need to have your prayers in order. You need to have your prayers and with your remembrance of Allah, increasing in remembrance of Allah subhanahu And Allah tells us at the end of this, this ayah that if you do that, that you will be pleased. That this is the way to success. There's no other way to success except becoming closer to Allah. So, like my message is to everyone, if you're feeling vulnerable right now, if you're feeling weak, if you're feeling pain, 
The only way to get relief is coming close to Allah through your prayer, through your dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you need to come and learn about your deen. Like a lot of people, unfortunately, they think that learning about the deen is only for so-called religious people. And they don't realize every one of us is in need to learn the basics at least and the foundations of our deen because so many people I find they do not even understand, for example, have the sixth pillar of al-iman, which is al-qadai wal-qadr, right? Which is the sixth pillar of al-iman, which is the belief in whatever Allah has predestined and commanded to happen. A lot of people don't understand this and this causes a lot of doubts in people's faith because they don't understand this concept properly. What we are taught in our deen is that when Allah opens blessings for you, that's supposed to make you grateful and you come closer to Allah through your gratefulness, right? But unfortunately, most people, when Allah opens a dunya for them, they become ungrateful and they start to feel that I don't need Allah in my life. They get in a state of ghafla. SubhanAllah. It really brings to mind that a calamity that brings you closer to Allah is actually better than a blessing that takes you away from Him. And always remember the ayat in the Quran. وَعَسَىٰ أَن تَكْرَهُ شَيْئًا وَهُوَ خَيْرُ لَكُمْ وَعَسَىٰ أَن تُحِبُّ شَيْئًا وَهُوَ شَرُّ لَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Like Allah says, perhaps you dislike something which is good for you and perhaps you love something which is bad for you. وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Allah knows and you don't know. And that sentiment is really real right now, for me at least anyway, uh, that we don't know. We actually don't know. Like so many people have entered Islam through this situation and so many people have also viewed Islam in a more positive light. So in a form, it is da'wah. The Palestinians have shown their courage and their bravery and may Allah SWT accept their martyrs as Amen. well. Amen. Like they are honestly an embodiment of what what your aqidah does to you, what a solid foundation aqidah, what is the effect it can have on you, how it gives you meaning and purpose and understanding of the reality of this life. I, and I remember, I'll never forget something. I absolutely love this statement by Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, rahimallah. He basically says, what can my enemies do to me as long as I have that sweetness of iman in my heart, right? If they put me in prison, it's like a khalwa with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like I'll be in seclusion with Allah. I'll just get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in seclusion. If they exile me, it will be a siyaha. Like I will be in tourism. I will be pondering upon the creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that will help me get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by pondering upon the world and the creations of Allah. And if they kill me, I'll be a shaheed. I'll be a martyr. So what can my enemy really do to me? And that is the power of this iman that Allah has given us. It's an absolute miracle. Wallahi, no one understands that this iman that Allah has given you, this, this belief and this a belief system that Allah has given us is an absolute miracle. And it is the medicine to all your trials and all your vulnerabilities. So that's why I'm really encouraging everyone to come back and learn your aqidah so that you can, inshallah, bi'idnillah, also have this strength. Subhanallah, that very statement, Sheikha, that you mentioned is being held now on signs in protests that you can't destroy a nation that knows that death isn't the end. It is so empowering. May Allah SWT accept their martyrs. And I guess just as a last point, the people that have lost hope, and I guess we know as Muslims, the victory of Allah is eminent. It is near. It is granted for the believers. But what can we do in the meantime? So we just, we need to realize that this is a test for us as much as it is for the people in Gaza.
And our test now is to see what we will do under these conditions. And if you look at the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ in which he said, مَنْ رَأَ مِنْكُمْ مُنْكَرًا فَلْيُغَيِّرْهُ بِيَدِهِ فَإِنَّمْ يَسْتَطِئْ فَبِلِسَانِهِ فَإِنَّمْ يَسْتَطِئْ فَبِقَلْبِهِ وَذَلِكَ أَضْعَفُ الْإِيمَانِ Right? Whoever amongst you sees a wrong being done, then he needs to change it with his hand as long as he is able to change it with his hand. If he's incapable of changing with his hand, which is our case for most of us, then he needs to change it with his tongue. He needs to strive to change it with his tongue, right? And if he cannot even do that, he at least needs to have an aversion to it, a strong aversion to it in his heart. And that is the lowest level of al-Iman, right? So what we learn from this hadith is whoever has an ability, and we've all had different abilities. Some of us, it could be that you're a lawyer. Some of us have got journalist skills. Like, mashallah, look at one path. For example, you're trying to get the, 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 the word out. You're trying to spread the reality of what's going on. Okay, so whoever's able to do that, that's what they need to be doing. For most of us, our role is going to be merely trying to spread the word. One thing I think it's really important for many of us to understand is there are many people around who've got absolutely no idea of the extent of what's happening because the media, the mainstream media is basically sanitizing what's going on. So if we can somehow get people to, to be more connected with the unfiltered, the uncensored media and try to just connect them and make them understand because a lot of them have got no clue about the history, the oppression, the occupation. They have got no clue about that. And they've only been fed what they've been fed through the media. It's about all of us just stepping up and doing whatever little thing we can. You might think it's small, but you never know how great it will be in reward with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I think that one of the powerful lessons that I personally learned from the Quran, where Allah tells us that the smallest thing which you might think is hopeless could bring about huge results. And we're not accountable for the result. Rather, it's the effort. Yeah, and so that's the other thing too I was going to say. like, So the, there is an obligation upon us to strive to do whatever we can to rectify this absolute genocide and tragedy, but at the same time we need to also realise we're only accountable according to what is in our capability. لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها Like Allah does not place a burden on us in accountability more than we can bear. So we do what we can, we take whatever action we can, no matter how hopeless it might seem, and we leave the result to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the approach we have to have. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, Let the believers put their dependence and trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he truly is the best disposer of our affairs. Absolutely. Subhanallah. Al-Wakil. Subhanallah. Jazakallah khairan for coming into the studio today. It's been an absolute pleasure and we look forward to seeing you again. And until next time, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.